Good afternoon and you're all very welcome to Paul Talk on UCC 98.3 FM with the UCC Government Politics Society. My name is Nathan. Um, I'm joined today in studio by Frank. How's it going? I'm back. You're back. I'm back. Like a bad dream. Who said that? (laughs) (laughs) We also have Baromi. Hi everyone. How are you? Good thanks. How are you Nathan? How would I be? And Aoife. Hello. Come as a thought to? Uh, Thomas Gamal. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go with the Gwilia. Uh We are all members of the UCC Government and Politics Society. Uh, GovPol, for anyone who isn't aware, is UCC's kind of uh, non-partisan but um, kind of politically focused society. We discuss lots of different bits. Jesus, I've got you well-trained, Nathan. Of politics. I do. Well-trained is right. Um, any news, lads? Nothing of note. Nothing to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no news at the moment, Nathan. You don't want to make any special announcements? <laughs> no? Uh, Possible. <laughs> Somebody say something about an SU? An SU. An SU. SU. Mm, I don't know. I thought I heard that somewhere. No announcements. No. Cool. So no, what's our plan for today, lads? No lots? further announcements at this time. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. What's our story for today? Nathan, you're going to tell us all about the Irish voting system, I believe, aren't you? Yeah, that's going to be... Just cool. so everyone kind of gets up to date with that. We have we have local elections coming up and European elections coming up, so I think it's a, a good thing to just talk about that, about how it works, and to make sure that everybody's registered to vote, which you can do really easily online now, which should have been implemented about 15 years ago. But we're, we got there in the end. We did, we did. We yeah. had electronic voting there for a while. Um, back in, I think it was 2002, they brought that in. Very I don't think that went down very well, to be it honest. It didn't. They spent no. an awful lot of money um, and it never really <laughs> never really got off the ground. They used it in one election and then there was a lot of judicial reviews and different bits. So now they sit in storage, but they're worth hundreds and hundreds of millions. Judicial review. We do a bonus episode on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like whatever two listeners that we have at the moment, I think, would immediately switch off. Yeah. It would literally just feel so also coming up in today's show, we'll be discussing domestic politics in Ireland, kind of the main stories that have dominated the news cycle this week. Also, we'll Why does it always seem like there's plenty to talk about? It always seems like there is, but then when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, we end up just playing lots of songs. We'll also <laughs> be discussing British and US politics. So do stay tuned for that. Um, some really insightful views coming up. Um, Baromi and Aoife, I'm sure, will be... We'll good, good additions to the to the radio team. Yes, definitely. Will we do just a little introduction before we move to music and then we'll get started with uh, maybe some domestic politics. So Frank, do sure. you want to start off? What am I introducing? Myself? Yourself, boy. <coughs> well, I'm Frank. <laughs> I'm the chairperson of the Government and Politics Society. Where is your chain? Um, actually, I believe it's in your possession. It is, yeah. Um, I just have you looking after it and looking after the radio show for me these last couple of weeks. <laughs> Just, you know, making sure that he's well able for when I go on placement. When, when we collectively <laughs> together go on placement. I and think I'll be gone before you at this stage. Yeah, but I have, I'll have. i be more likely Frank, to disappear. How's the, how's, the, how's the hunt for placement? It's not going great. If anyone wants to contact me and tell me what they want, mm-hmm. if they want to... Frank would be a great addition to any organisation. Uh, of course. If you're, if you're out there listening and you're looking for a perspective... Um, government students for placement. We are qualified in so many different fields. It's so many. Astounding. We're so good at marketing. We could literally it's crazy. do anything. We could do law, business, economics, business, economics. 
Lots Everything of- apart from politics, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like the way that worked out. Yeah, really nice. Frank, if you can't tell also from his dulcet tones there, <laughs> proud Donegal man, the north of Ireland. Good man, Nathan. That's it. That's it. Baromi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We've said hi. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, my name is Baromi. I am a third year government and politics, government and political science student, just like Aoife, Nathan and Frank. <laughs> All of us. All of us here at the table. I am the OCM, well, one of the OCMs in the society. What's an OCM? An ordinary committee member. So just essentially the backbone of the society. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what they're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what that is, right? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't aware. running the society. That's, mm. Do you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, there to support all the members as much as I can. If there's any work for me to do, happy to help. And why is it that you um, wanted to study government and politics? I did modern United Nations in secondary school and that got me involved. Really? Um, very interested in politics and it's the reason why I chose this course. And of course, that's something we cover a lot in our course as well. And it's what modern we cover United on the radio Nations. show. So Apparently so. It's very versatile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd be good at that. Um, you are from... Cork. Mala. <laughs> Mallow. Yes, the beautiful Mallow. All the passengers for... Is that what they're calling it these days? Mill Street, Bantier, yes, Rathmore, Killarney, so. Trilly <laughs> and Farron 4. Please change at Mallow. Yes. Grove Mahogo, Fastastel, Very good. And last one there, hiding away, Aoife. How are you? Good, how are you? Very, very well. Um, my name is Aoife. And I'm a third year Gopal student, just as everybody else here is. <laughs> and um, I'm from Kilkenny, which, oh God. yeah, better than any of the counties you're from. Uh, no. Um, but yeah, no, I love politics. Um, that's why I chose my course. That's, that's about it when it comes to me. I love politics. I love politics. So much. So much. Yeah. Cool, cool. We'll move to a bit of music. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm Nathan. Hi. Where are you from, Nathan? I'm proud Killarney man. Killarney. Killarney. All the way from County Kerry. And I talk like that all the time. That's how I speak. Yeah, what's this accent you're putting on for the radio? This is my posh accent. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the phone at work. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Nathan's a big union man. Massive union man. Yeah. Um, that's the Students credit. union, maybe? No, wouldn't be. Um, so I'm not sure. Well, I'm I, not willing to to I, I confirm or deny oh, any rumors. Very interesting. Any rumors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike Romy. What's that supposed to mean, Nathan? Mm. Heard it here. That we're cutting to music, is it? Romy <laughs> <laughs> for press. Uh, <laughs> I am, as Frank alluded to, from Killarney again. Third year golf ball. Love it so much. It's great. That's kind of all you need to know. Vice chair of the society. Vice chair. Just about hanging on by a thread, waiting for my <laughs> bonk any one of these days. Music. We will go to um, Hosier. Bit of Hosier there. Keep us going. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? Why? Big fan. He's a great guy. Moving now. Uh, you're with 98.3 FM uh, UCC Radio. Paul Talk. We'll be back after the break. This is Northern Attitude by Hosier. And Down. You feel it right, you feel proud. How your 
kids, where are they now? You build a boat, you build a life You lose your friends, you lose your wife You settle in to routine Where are you? What does it mean? Soul. Do you like soul? 
Do you like old grainy blues recordings from before your nan was born? Do you like 80s synth that holds bars for way too long? Do you love power chords from 70s rock? Do you like timeless 60s? You can find it all and much, much more on Violence and Vibes with myself, AJ Whelan, on UCC 98.3 FM. From Robert Johnson to BB King, Elvis to the Beatles, Forgotten Gems to UCC Ones to Watch. So basically, there's good music from all ages. Brought to you by Vinyls and delivered to you by Vibes. You can find it all on UCC 98.3 FM. So that's Vinyls and Vibes every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. with myself, AJ. Oh God, here it comes. Okay, well, I shouldn't be here. I gotta go. Bye. Hey, AJ, are you still here? Have you no home to go to? Just go home and listen to music there. Come on, scoot. And we are back. We're back. If you're still listening, fair play. Uh, I was informed in the break that we have a couple of listeners from <laughs> County Kilkenny. Aoife, do you want to give a couple of shout outs there? Shout out to my mum. Hi, mum. My dad. <laughs> Hi, dad. And my sisters, if they were too bored to listen to this. Oh, no. If they weren't. They weren't, they weren't too weren't. bored, yeah. I'm sure they They definitely tuned off. It's riveting stuff, to be honest. Yeah. No one could ever be bored listening to us. No, of course not. They just love listening to me when I come home at the weekends. Really? Yeah. I can imagine. They get so excited when so they So now they, they can hear you on Monday as well. Three yeah. O'clock. Monday at 3 p.m. Live on UCC 98.3 FM, which is what you're currently listening to. This is Paul Talk with the UCC Government and Politics Society. We are going to move now to some actual political discussion. We're moving across the IRC first to uh, the UK. We're going to be discussing a couple of different political bits throughout the week <laughs> feel free bits to interject. and bobs bits and bobs feel free to interject at any point oh don't worry I will if he oh I know you will <laughs> <laughs> if you have any thoughts queries concerns <clears throat> observations queries good word we are going to go first to a poll this was conducted between the 22nd and 24th of November we love a poll I love a poll you do um, love your polls to be mm-hmm. honest constantly constantly giving him a shout out there this is from some crowd called <laughs> Opinion Research oh, yeah. founded on Reliable, Twitter. reliable poll right there. <laughs> so, uh, in this poll, we have Labour, top in the poll there, 46, 42%, sorry, that's up two on their recent performance. Uh, Conservatives, around 26, down one. Liberal Democrats, are around 11%, down one. The Reform UK Party, which is, are they held up by Nigel Farage? Is that who they are? That's his one, isn't it? I'm taking this out of the way because I can't see it. That's Farage's party, no? The Reform Party. Reform, I think it is, yeah. Uh, we also had They're the probably group. up, are they? What are they on? They're No, right. they're down 1% to 8%. They're obviously not liking Farage on I'm a Celeb. He's doing a bit of oh, damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was on that. Mm-hmm. And then I love have... giving platforms to Tories and yeah, you Nigel Farage's. Proper Donegal man there, no? Mm-hmm. Mm. Go on. <laughs> the Greens are on seven unchanged. SNP are on three percent unchanged. They don't give any specification for what other parties are polling. Three percent for SNP. It's funny. It, well, this is the Westminster yeah, yeah. voting intention, so I suppose they probably like you could question the sample size, I suppose. But it's probably interesting to look there. Labour's rise, a lot of it in Scotland. SNP, as we know. In fairness, I don't think Labour have had to do a right lot to be popular. No. um, (laughs) So we had the internal meltdown of the Conservative Party, which just keeps going on and on. And then, of course, just for anyone who isn't aware, there was some scandal embroiling the SNP and specifically its former leader, Nicola Sturgeon, there during the summer. And there was. And then it kind of came out, though, that there was it wasn't what they were doing wasn't it was like a media story. Uh, It was still kind of illegal. 
small like oh it, well, yeah but it's like well maybe not even if it wasn't Tavika, it definitely wasn't every best day practice. yeah and it's it's grand it's just because it's the smp but anyway like they probably shouldn't have how do you mean it. just because it's the smp well is it not it's not just because it's the smp but as in like financial fair play issues it's grand if you're a tory <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is that's my new quote for Instagram. Yeah, see, I'm not hosting the radio show today, so I'm just going to come out with wild hot takes. You take all the hot takes you oh, want. Yeah, no worries. Anything on that, Bromi or Aoife? Polls in the UK, thoughts, queries, concerns, questions. <laughs> silence. Please, utter silence. That's how shocked we are. Shocked. Shocked. Utterly appalled. Very informative. Very good. So that's the poll. What are the Greens on? Greens are on seven in the UK. Um, I'm surprised actually that they haven't had a bit more you know of a balance what? given because I go on in Labour like Labour obviously are going to be the most popular because the Conservatives are losing popularity at the minute because of as you alluded to the nonsense that's going on with internally with the party but like I thought the Greens would be doing better because there's a lot of Labour supporters who aren't supporting Labour I feel like because of their kind of shift to the centre in terms of in terms of climate or in terms, in terms of, of international relations international with, yeah, affairs at the moment Gaza, yeah. with Gaza yeah yeah that's definitely like because I've seen a lot of talk online about um, being like oh should we vote Greens mm-hmm. as they because they're kind of the option but that's the thing there is no other option in the UK you vote Labour or you vote Conservative I mean Lib Dems I guess like Lib Dems are there but. Like Lib Dems, if they get the chance, will be going into power with the Conservatives. They, yeah. but sure, there's something yeah. akin to hot take, politically neutral society. There's something akin to the Irish Labour Party. I would say, uh, send well. their souls to anyone who'll have them. But anyway, <laughs> champagne socialists. I don't know about that. <laughs> Jesus, Lib Dems aren't socialists. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely not. So what I was going <laughs> to say there as well was that I Jesus. thought maybe the Greens might be doing a bit better given current backsliding on climate um, targets by the Conservative Party. Would you agree? I guess so. I feel like the, the reason people would be voting for the Greens though is more because they don't want to vote for Labour, Labour as opposed to actually yeah. caring what the Greens policies are. This is true. I remember in the last election the Greens did absolutely abysmally. Like, yeah, but like, they, they don't, it's like impossible to do well in the UK. Well, in I would say it's specifically in the last election in the UK because of the um, the level to which populism mm. played. Um, a large Do you know role what could spice things up though? Is if there is an actual rift in the Conservative Party, mm-hmm. as in they they split like yeah, there's been talks as in that, like Suella Breverman. Yeah, there's been talks that since Suella's departure, there were I saw one commentator said this could either be the beginning of the Conservative revival and the shift back to the centre. Or the beginning of the end for the Conservative Party as we know it, as it has an internal civil war, splits in two and becomes virtually ungovernable. And with that then, does the UK party system of two parties just fade away? Doubt, but I suppose it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, moving along, we... um, That's a a political commentator right there. Doubt. (laughs) (laughs) give him a job so uh, another news article which kind of caught the eye this week there wasn't really much happening in the UK 
um, that I could see. Just the, just the, just the usual. Carry just on. the usual, you know, um, perpetual state of madness. But we had uh, an article here from The Guardian, and I'll just read out the headline. The UK will not return to Cameron's era of close ties with China. Sunak has said. So China, Interesting. Uh, I suppose that's kind of a good point, um, just that the world power, I suppose, the power models in the world have shifted a lot since 20, when was it, 15, when Cameron was last in 2016, when Cameron mm. was last in power. Um, and China now plays a much larger role in global affairs. Um, we've seen that with a number of different conflicts which have um, arisen. arisen since that point. Um, so basically, Sunak has just come out and said that they'd absolutely not be uh, returning to a model of foreign affairs in which they have a soft approach to China. Um, I would say that's mainly influenced by the Chinese relationship with the Russian. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of... They're going on the US side of that kind of Yeah, and there trade, has been a lot of comment, war, but. commentary since uh, Cameron's return about... Um, <laughs> Cameron's return, I just don't like it's like a fucking <laughs> Avengers know. movie or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to describe UK politics, actually. It is just an Avengers movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, there's been a lot of comment about kind of his... You wouldn't be able to guess what's going to happen, like. Do you know what I mean? In the UK? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that Cameron thing com- came completely out of nowhere, I feel Very like. Very unexpected. Did yeah. Do you see the news clip from it? Like, even the like, commentators were like, oh, my God. Who's that getting out with a car? <laughs> David stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, it's just sensationalist politics as well, though, isn't it? It's like that's a lovely word, Frank. Where did you learn that? <sighs> um, uh, three years of government and political science, mm-hmm. UCC. Yeah, that's what it would get you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of all we have of note, really. Um, have you got any placement offers? A placement. Contact the radio. <laughs> if you UCC have ninety-eight point three FM. Please. <laughs> the information of Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is kind of all we have on UK politics. Um, actually, a feature which we discussed in last week's program for any repeat listeners, fair play, <laughs> um, was which politicians, like we were kind of discussing kind of the diets of different politicians, like what they'd be most inclined to <laughs> Jesus. eat. Jesus. So, I know. One of, I the go key for features, <laughs> one of the key features was which politician would be most kind of like, you know, not put together, most inclined to just be having like a quick coke and noodle on their lunch. UK politics. <laughs> Thoughts. UK politics. Coca noodle. Who's a fan? I can see Jeremy Corbyn eating a coca noodle. I'd say he just doesn't give a fuck. Like he's just looking for nutrition. To be honest, mm, that's valid. Pardon my French. By the way, I probably shouldn't be swearing on the radio. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah. I've Scratch never, that from the record. I apologize. I've never done that. <laughs> um, okay. So will we leave British politics there? As we said, very quiet week. Um, I'm not sure if the Parliament is sitting or not. Uh, I know that the Irish uh, Parliament has been on, um, what, what do they call it, recess there for the past couple of weeks. They're returning next week. I'm sure we'll be discussing that when we move to domestic politics because there was actually a lot. In yeah, there's politics. a lot to talk about there. It's a week. Um, when we come back, we might just do a quick run through. Did somebody have US politics? Yeah, we can say a thing or two. We had a little bit. So we'll discuss a small bit on US politics when we come back. We're going to move to music now again. Um, we'll go to picture this. There, what's <laughs> popping up here on the screen. Uh, anything You're there. a big picture of this and hosier fan. 
Uh, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny we're going to move to music. You're with UCC 98.3 FM. This is Paul Talk. And we have coming up now Leftover Love by Picture This. What do I do with all of this leftover love? Leftover love, la, la, la. All this endless time meant for you and I lost our teardrops in the rain. We say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. You're listening to UCC 98.3 FM. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Hi there, my name is Sinead Wolf, and I'm the chairperson of UCC Nightline. Nightline is a free phone, non-judgmental, non-advisory and confidential listening service ran by students for students. The phone lines are open Sunday to Thursday 9pm to 1am during each term. Our service also has an online chat function if you feel uncomfortable talking on the phone. Nightline is here to listen to any problems that you have, whether it's related to your course, your personal life or if you just want somebody to talk to. Our phone number is one 800 32 42 
and can be located on the back of your student card. You can find our website with our messaging service by looking up UCC Nightline. Whatever is on your mind, we are here to listen. You're listening to UCC 98.3 FM. And we are back. Getting a call. <laughs> um, we're back. Baromi, politics of the United States of America. So I have a little bit on politics of the US. Um, there was a motion called to the doll um, discussing the use of Shannon Airport by US military while it supports the Israeli genocide in Gaza. The motion also calls for a full endorsement of BDS, which is boycott, divest and sanction. So I'm not entirely sure the results of that. Um, but I thought it was quite interesting to note that this is happening. Um, BDS is... Uh, what's the right? BDS is a movement as such, mm-hmm. which is very popular. Um, not popular, but it's in- ever-increasing in, I think, Irish society. A lot of institutions are adopting it. Um, the Students' Union here has. Yeah. And also the Society's Exec at Senate um, were have begun drafting um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Motion? Proposal? Uh, policy on it um, to try and move in line with uh, BDS. Okay, um, so essentially that means that the that you boycott certain like it's, it means, sorry, go on. It means like you boycott certain companies like some of them at the moment is like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, HP, like some of the biggest companies like okay so it's interesting to see the kind of let's say if UCC was to adopt that now like Coca-Cola is immediately one that pops out because in the main rest I'm pretty sure everything like the fridges are owned oh, by cool. Coca-Cola yeah the, it's interesting I know like the thing about it is it's more of a, the water, it's a movement um, it's like a move it's trying to get to try and make an actual difference because it can be very difficult to feel like you can do anything at all and then people can be very critical of things like um, if you say people like post to their Instagram or they go to a, a rally in town in the city and it's not that well attended, although there have been some quite well attended um, protests and that, um, people can say, oh, well, what are you doing? There's no point in that. What, how is that going to help anyone? Um, and because of the actual amount of money that gets spent by the student union and then um, by the Sox exec as well, um if we moved towards supporting BDS, um, you could actually feel like you're making a difference, and I think that's the that's the main um, mm-hmm. the main takeaway from why they want to implement that. Yeah, no, definitely a very noble cause. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I think similar to what you said, Frank. You know, people feel like sharing something on Instagram doesn't make much of a difference. Kind of reminds me of the environment. You know, in primary school, you're told to throw things away, recycling, separate your stuff. But you think, does that have an impact on the environment? Do I, do, does me throwing yeah. away my plastic bottle in the recycling bin actually positively contribute towards the environment? Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's like, like, yeah, it's like that old, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, that you spend all your time cleaning out your recyclables and then they go, go to the same landfill anyway. Mm. There's that kind of uh, pessimism towards um, doing anything at all. But these things are all worth doing anyway. But if you can get a big collective action, as you said, um, 
then it can feel like you're actually making a substantial difference and you can um, it's not like you you don't feel like you're being performative or mm, okay very good if you understand what I mean not that I'm saying I'm not saying that people are um, but you can sometimes feel that way um, if you don't know whether you're actually making a difference yeah yeah I agree very good um, there was mention of Shannon Airport there then as well was there yeah so that kind of ties in with the domestic story but it's linked to the US so maybe we'll go to that so I think you were saying there's a doll motion next week now on trying to cease um, the operations of the US military in Shannon Airport yes okay. while it still supports the Israeli um, genocide in Gaza okay um, so just for anyone who isn't aware Shannon Airport is um, has I'm not sure when the relationship began, but it is used as a stopover for U.S. Uh, fighter jets, so they would be refueling in Shannon. Um, so they use that kind of um, as a port to, um, what would you say? It's kind of like their European stopover, essentially. Um, so there's, like, as for long as I can remember, like, there has been calls in the dollar for that to be so And it's still has been going out like, we are neutral, but we've always offered that to... Um, mm-hmm. To the US, it's kind of, yeah. even as far back as World War Two. Um, so and famously, of course, in World War Two, then uh, Eamon de Valera refused to hand over the so-called treaty ports to uh, the United <laughs> Kingdom uh, for use, even um, even when he was offered, actually, I believe, um, the six counties of the North of Ireland back by Winston Churchill. Yeah, but, well, well, he was offered based on absolutely no power to do exactly, that. Yeah, so it was an act of desperation. But just an interesting segue there. Interesting. Um, so we'll have that. Who's bringing that motion next week? Is it Sinn Féin or PPP? People before profit, that is. I think PPP. Okay. PPP. Yeah, they've been long-time advocates for that, as, long, as far back as I can remember anyway. Yeah, um, the information was shared by one of their TDs. Cool, cool, cool. Um, did anybody, did we say that we were looking for a poll... Um, yeah, just to see now, because I've um, obviously in the first week that me and Nathan took over the show, um, we were talking about the Republican primaries which were running, yeah. and um, although he wasn't taking part in the debates, um, the clear, uh, the clear majority, clear majority favorite by a very large margin. I can't remember the exact percentages now. Yeah. Was Donald Trump? It was like sixty-three percent Donald Trump. Yeah. And fourteen. Then was his nearest rival. Crazy. Rival. We discussed that as well last week. But last week, also interestingly, I doubt that it's changed this week. I don't have an exact poll, but I, last week I do recall that there was a poll, a national poll now based on Trump versus Biden. So this was voting intentions by all voters, not just voters <coughs> in the Republican primary. And that was interesting because for the first time since uh, 2020, um, Trump has overtaken Biden in that poll. It was 46 to 44. And then there's talk that in swing states that could go either blue or red. What's um, a swing state just for people so who wouldn't be there's the, the, the che- they're not uh, necessarily going to be Democrat Democrat a Democrat vote or a Republican vote they they're the, these are the states that have the potential of going either way yes um, they wouldn't co- conventionally be associated with, with either always or. voting either party like New York would always be a blue state yeah Alabama would always be a red state yeah cool um so the they're was I just saying? Yeah. So Trump seems to be popular um, in the swing states, which is that's bad. That's how uh, well. Democrats. That's yeah. That's how you. That's how you win the U.S. presidential election yeah. is getting those swing states on your side. Yeah, you always hear about Pennsylvania and Florida. 
Yeah. Florida, of course, interesting because that is where okay. Donald Trump currently resides. Pennsylvania is the home state of Joe Biden. So interesting to see what way that will go. I think Biden won Pennsylvania 2020, did he? I believe so. I don't have the information on top of my head. I can't remember exactly. I know that Trump won Florida for a fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting. Anything else on US politics for this week? Just the normal perpetual state of madness, I suppose. Yeah, we saw something on X. That in Formerly a, Twitter. <laughs> that in a New York Times Siena College opinion poll released earlier this month of November, voters in six battleground states said that they trusted Trump over Biden on the economy, 59% to 37%. So that kind of links in with the foreign policy conversation. I wonder what kind of questions are asked in these polls. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, American polls are... <laughs> when you say, like, I trust Trump more with the economy than I trust Biden with the economy... I don't know if I trust either of them with the economy, but like, mm. what 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 are people basing their answers off of? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Well, what I benefits think them. Would you say? Go on, sorry. What Which? benefits them economically? You know, cost of living crisis, mm-hmm. inflation. You know, maybe they're looking at what was Trump able to provide us with versus I think what one of the experiencing with Biden. Yeah, but I would also add the caveat into that that a lot of voters probably aren't. Um, taking into account that the world uh, economy has shifted a lot in the last four years yeah. um, caused by a number of crises which have occurred like this we had the do you remember the Suez Canal yeah. crisis that was big stir for the COVID economic world COVID massive one remember that oh my god wild <laughs> uh, Aoife you were saying actually that Black Friday in the US wasn't really um, very popular this year uh, possibly a cause oh. of the I, I saw a statistic where only 2% of um, products on sale were actually sold cheaper than they usually are. Um, I found like in America, there's a lot of media going around, around how like, you know, years before, like people would be like pulling each other's hair to get in the doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, absolutely stores are empty. Um, there's TVs still sitting there on the shop floors, unsold. Like people, a lot a lot of people are saying like, they the don't have living. they don't have enough money to spend on food, you know the the basics. They're not going to go and you know spend huge money on products that aren't actually that cheaper compared to what they usually would be during the year. Yeah, and I think it's just gotten. I think it's maybe this year it's kind of um, reached the crux where everyone knew that Black Friday was kind of a hoax, as in they would put the prices up the week before or whatever and then put them yeah, down to what they already were um, on the on the Friday yeah. and it, it just kind of bottlenecked to the point where people like weren't falling for the marketing anymore mm. I don't know Yeah, it's kind of what usually happens I guess cool so I'm just looking at the time there and we do want to give a good bit of time today to domestic politics because it was quite a busy week um, for obvious reasons yes. so we'll move to one quick song there and we'll be back shortly we're going to move straight to Irish politics I think everyone has something prepared for that do they? Ah oh, well bathroom away <laughs> <laughs> Okay cool so this is I Am Not Who I Was I've been living on the road made up of my soul I've been singing stories to the crowd It's been a while since I've been home I think about you every night I wonder what it would have been like 
steady on the ground When my head's lost in the clouds That spotlight, though it shines bright Could never drown you out I know it's hard when I'm away I just hope you don't lose faith Cause I told the truth when I said to you That I'll be back someday was a quick song because we're quite short in time and we have a lot to get through so we'll move first going straight into domestic irish politics we have a poll this was conducted by red sea research um let me just find that there yes it is um it was conducted in the month of november and is comparable to a poll that they conducted at the beginning of october it was released in the sunday independent this last Sunday. So top of the poll there was 29% for Sinn Féin. They had a drop of 3%. Um, that's kind of interesting considering yeah. that they had their Ordesh and you would think that their support would be up recently due to um, the general public um, support for um, their stance on Palestine. Yeah. So that's an interesting one there. Fine Gael, 20% staying where they are. Fianna Fáil around 16% there, up 1%. Um, Sock Dems around 6% unchanged. The Labour Party there on 4% down 1. Green Party around 4% staying where they are. The Solidarity People Before Profit also on 3% staying where they are. In 2 around 2% staying where they are there. And Independence and others then 16% up 3. I was saying earlier, it's interesting now that this poll will be including in that others category the new party, Independent Ireland. I was, yeah, so is, I was just going to... Uh, I was going to say, is Independent Ireland in others? Independent Ireland would be included as others there because it doesn't have, uh, well, it just hasn't been included in the poll normal data there. Like they might have a higher percentage yeah. there than A and two, but do you think so? I don't wouldn't. Know. Well, I mean, like you, there's you, no way of telling. You wouldn't know. Um, but it's in, it would be interesting to see if that's where that support has gone, because Fianna Fáil is only up one there, and it would like I think the easiest swap there would be that. That support has gone from Labour to Fianna Fáil, Labour losing out one, Fianna Fáil going up one. That was the only other movement in that poll. Yeah. And staying very stagnant. Um, Sinn Féin losing a couple of... So this was uh, a week ago yesterday, this poll was released? Uh, no, it was released yesterday. Oh. Sunday. So just released yesterday, but it's it was conducted uh, in November and is based on okay. a comparison from a poll in early October. Yeah. So interesting one there. Um... In that poll, then, they also gave a specific age breakdown. So, like, if them, I suppose, might be no harm. So, just in the 18 to 34 category there, Sinn Féin are on the top, 31%. Massive drop. They're down eight points. Wow. Fianna Fáil are... I'm interested just to, just from a... So, if we're talking from early October, mm-hmm. or October to November, what's happened there that's been significantly damaging to Sinn Féin's? If you just give me one second, when we go down to the end of that poll... 
It's independents are on 8%, they're down 1%, and then another category is others, they're calling them. They're up 8%. So that is another party which isn't included in this. So that could be, like, there's lots of different parties who contest national elections who wouldn't necessarily have dollar representation, so you have... And then to be popular from 18 to 34-year-olds? Yeah. I wonder, is that the Independent Ireland vote, or is it the National Party or Irish Freedom Party? There's different far-right factions like that. True. True, it could be one of the, like, I'm trying to think, is there other left-wing fringe parties who would be included in that? There's none that spring to mind that I can think of who don't have dollar representation. Like, no. Solidarity PPP are on 5% there, they're remaining where they are. Fianna Fáil are up 3 points to 15, Fianna Gael are on 12, staying where they are. Sock Dems are on 9, so they're quite popular in that age group, but they're down 1 in that poll. Greens are on 6, up 1, and Labour are down 2 to 5%. Yeah. And two are only on 5% there as well, or on 1%, sorry. Uh, the 35 to 54 category there, Sinn Féin are on 33, down 4. Uh, Fine Gael are on 16, down 1. Uh, Fianna Fáil are on 13%, up 2. Sock Dems are on 6, staying where they are. Solidarity PBP are on 4%, up 1. Labour are on 3, down 1. Greens are on 3, up 1. And AIN2 are on 3, up 1 again. Uh, interesting there, the independents are on 18%, up 4. So they that's independent support has grown from the Sinn Féin loss. But the other... Um, section of that okay sorry that specific category are only a one percent down three so it's a loss like it's it's kind of hard to tell really where that support is going if we just move to another question which was brought up in that poll as well was a question on refugees from ukraine so since the start of the ukraine war ireland has taken the question was sorry since the start of the ukraine ukraine war ireland has taken in too many refugees there is 60 percent 62 percent support for that um, that statement is that the way that that question was that's phrased? That's how it was phrased. Yeah. Too many refugees since the start of the Ukraine war. Ireland has taken in too, too many refugees. That's, <laughs> that's very, what we call. Um, that's very a loaded question. That's very pro. I know. What is it? What's it called? Where you? Your is question it, is. You're kind of leading somebody yeah, on. Leading. leading question. It's almost rhetorical. Well, it's, it's Ireland must. And then the other question was: Ireland must continue to take in refugees um, of the Ukraine war and help those impacted by the conflict. That's on twenty percent. So, like, big drops there. And just actually, they have a good breakdown here. Based on those who answered the Ireland, um, that Ireland has taken in too many refugees, their party affiliation was independence, 77%, Sinn Féin, 72%, Fianna Gael, 62%, and Fianna Fáil, 56 Jesus. That's really, really interesting, because Sinn Féin, you would think, would be at the bottom of that, seeing as they would be the most left-wing of all of those parties there. Yeah. That makes, well, Ireland, I suppose, if you look at Irish politics, it never really makes any sense in terms of the left-right divide. It's very no, hard things to, can be very, to characterise that. Bit. Like, if you compare it to other political systems, say, if we were to discuss um, US or UK, usually questions like that, you, they would fall along left and right political spectrum divides. Yeah. But Ireland's a bit finicky. <laughs> yeah, it would be that. Um, I thought that was quite interesting, um, the statistic, the 18 to, is it 34, 35? Mm-hmm. That... A lot of them, is it they say yes, Ireland is taking too many or no? Um, sorry, yes, there is an age breakdown there. 55% um, of people in the 13 to, to, of 18 to 34 category uh, said that yes, Ireland was taking too many refugees. Uh, that's in comparison then to 69% of people aged 35 to, 60, to 64. So that's still quite a high proportion of the I do, younger I do want to society. critique the way that that 
poll was it's presented. very probing definitely yeah it's <sighs> and look we can't cast any assertions but in terms of media organizations in ireland independent would be usually considered one <laughs> yeah i don't know kind of center right my yeah my immediate reaction to that is i don't like the way those questions are faced but like it's, is that just because Sinn Féin reasons support no i don't I, i'm actually surprised I'm. I am now, too. In fairness, they this, had their this poll is comparing November with October. Yeah. So what's happened over the past week, I'm assuming, is not really addressed. I would expect because of Sinn Fein's stance on policing, mm. um, and for well, no, funding. Not, this is not taking into account what happened in Dublin. The last that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So this is why I'm. So because of that, I would expect that Sinn Fein's popularity will go up. Now. In this poll also, support for government parties, <coughs> specifically Fianna Fáil, has increased. I would say that's because we've had um, the... Do you remember in the budget there, there was a couple of different ones off payments which were announced. They were issued in last week's... Um, they were all issued last week, a lot of different social welfare packets, different bits like that. So they have been um, slowly rolled out throughout November. So maybe this is reflecting a budget bounce for the government. Could be... Per, uh, per. It could be a small... like. I know we saw some polls that were taken, snap polls that were taken immediately after the budget in October and the budget bounce was minimal, maybe 1% or 2% and it went to Fianna Gael. And I actually remember Fianna Fáil, their support fell in that poll. So I think it does, that you know something, all that demonstrates is the volatility I, of the Irish electorate. Yeah. <laughs> Never see systemic. I think as well, like with, um, obviously with everything that's going on with, in Palestine, um, because Sinn Féin are so, their, their stance is, is pro-Palestine. Yes. Um, and they're along with the more the left wing parties in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, people who find issue with us getting involved with um, other countries' issues, um, their vote is going. So it's not going to Fianna Gael. It's not going to Fianna Fáil. It's going to uh, your independent other parties, which is your yeah. national party. Um, well, not understand? so much the National Party, perhaps, but I would say that independent, Do you understand, though, that that independent that Northern Party will be taking a lot of support there. Yeah, that, that, that vote will be going. If you were to ask me, I would say a lot of the Sinn Féin support that they're seeing now is a, a, a vote for change. It's an anti-establishment, anti-Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael vote that has migrated that way. It was once a Fianna Fáil vote, it then moved to Labour, then it moved to Sinn Féin. Yeah. That's the way it's gone. I would say that these independent TDs now are, like, they're definitely speaking to a proportion in the population, probably of the rural Ireland background. Sinn Féin were doing very well there in Munster. There's been drops in, in Sinn Féin's support in Munster. Um, Fianna Fáil, actually, very surprisingly, are the second... Um, Sinn Féin are the most um, popular party in, Munster, in Leinster, Greater Leinster, not excluding Dublin, but not by a very high margin. That's fallen recently. Interesting. So that's an interesting other point to note. We are going to move on very quickly because we do want to touch on what happened in Dublin over the weekend, uh, or over the week. What day was it? Was it... Last Thursday, I believe it was, we had um, a tragic incident in Dublin. There was a stabbing incident on Parnell Street. Uh, it involved three children who were on their way to creche um, after school care, uh, their carer, and then um, another individual was injured. And allegedly that individual is the primary suspect in the case. Um, if that wasn't bad enough then, on Thursday night we witnessed some horrific scenes in Dublin, there was um, large-scale riots and looting. 
Um, there's been a lot of speculation as to what has led into that. Um, a lot of um, conventional um, commentators would say it's a far-right faction which stoked that. Um, and then there was a lot of opportunism as well. Um, with We saw shops like Arnott's and Foot Locker being looted, um, some horrific scenes of public transport being destroyed, and a lot of assaults on members of Angora the Siakona as well. So really uh, and it's stemming from kind of a this anti-immigrant um, narrative that's kind of been prominent in the last couple of weeks. The, yeah, so a lot of people the primary think suspect is, I believe, they it hasn't been confirmed. No, it there is there's been know. no confirmation as of yet from Angarda Shikona, but it has been speculated in the media and other and other areas on social media that the gentleman involved was um, originally an Algerian national who has been living in Ireland for 20 years and is an Irish passport holder. So it's an Irish citizen. And I think the most remarkable part of that story was that it was um, a Brazilian national who stopped the attack um, spreading further. And I think that's a point to note, particularly given that um, conventional commentary has been that it was all of the saluting and um, terrible destruction of public property was in response to um, immigration, it? it was in response to immigration, and it was in fact an immigrant who prevented the the attack spreading. There's been widespread political fallout from that as well. We're seeing that. I think next week are we going to see some confidence motions in the doll? Helen McEntee has been Helen McEntee, who is the minister for justice. Justice, yeah. So basically, because of how the riots were handled. Um, Poorly by the guards, uh, is kind of the narrative anyway, and um, that the minister for justice should be there. A motion of no confidence called against them. Um, I can't see anything coming of it. I'm not, and I'm, I'm also not entirely sure whether it's the right move at all. Was there any way that it could have been handled better? I think this is something that no one expected. No, especially, like, and I don't think that we're particularly prepared for large-scale riots to no, be honest because it's like and there was a lot of commentary within the media it's, we haven't seen anything like this there was riots in 2006 uh, in response to um a loyalist march in in dublin they said they've never seen anything of the likes um since like the policing response wasn't prepared um but then again the policing response within the city center had been dealing with a major incident all day they were investigating conducting um, a technical examination on pernell street where the original um, protest began um, what happened then I believe was that the protest swelled there was a lot of opportunism yeah. um, on the part of an, a number of we can't say <laughs> some words on the radio but um, those protests then spread that way and then as the evening wore on more uh, members of Angarda Siakana from across Leinster and I believe even some, some Munster units, uh, public order units were deployed to the city and they did um, bring the crowd under control around 9pm but there have been a lot of destruction and damage done at that stage and for that reason now there's a lot of condemnation of the um, guard the commissioner in particular who um, has recently faced a confidence motion where 99% of guard members um, in the GRA uh, expressed no confidence in him so there's been increasing calls for him to resign. Uh, also, the Justice Minister, I believe it was the two opposition TDs in Dublin Central, that's Mary Lou MacDonald. She is the leader of Sinn Féin. 
and Gary Gannon, who is a prominent um, TD as well. He's from the Social Democrats. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see in the next week now how that plays out and yeah, we'll be able to comment O'Reilly, who further is next front, week. Who is a front bench commentator for Sinn Féin uh, said that they are considering their options at the moment and that we may see a confidence motion next Thursday. So if we are, we will speak of it, speak on it more next Monday. Interesting point to note just before we wrap it up there is that NASA Horrigan, TD, um, she is a TD for so- Dublin Central, previously a Green Party TD, but she lost the party whip, so she is technically no longer a member of the what Green Party. What did she party. vote against again? I think it was the, there was a trade deal with Canada or something. Was it that? Oh, I can't oh, remember. I can't that was one. She's lost the whip twice. This is her second time. I think the Canada thing was the first time. I can't, yeah. actually can't even remember what it was. But herself and another Green Party TD for Dublin lost the party whip. So she's not technically a government TD at the moment. She's sitting as an independent. And she said today uh, on the Today with Claire Byrne show on RT Radio 1 that she um, doesn't see herself voting confidence in the Justice Minister. She doesn't see how she could vote confidence in the Justice Minister if the vote was presented in the dawn next week. So that's another... And we already know that the government is working on a um, an unstable majority. They don't actually have an, o- an outright majority in the Dáil at the moment. They're working on support from a number of independent TDs. So it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out next week. You'd never know we could be coming back and discussing the possibility of a looming election. So all very interesting. It's definitely all to play for. That is all we have time for. There is another show um, coming in. Do stick with 98.3 FM. We have been Paul Talk. We'll be back. Will we be back next week? We're moving into week 12, so we can't speculate on whether or not we'll return next week, <laughs> yeah. but we will be back in semester two regardless. So thank you so much Thanks for, for listening. listening. Thank you. Um, I've been Nathan. I've been Frank. I've been Baromi. I've been Aoife. And we have been Paul Talk. It's long a fall. Uh, we have some music coming up for you now, and it's actually a Christmas song. Why not? Why ended not? On, ended on a bit of joy after a particularly bleak three minutes of discussion there. <laughs> But uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Salon. Salon.